Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. You might hear just a few times today, but remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it, SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. For the last 20 years, I've been a voice and a sounding board for the business community, their leaders, their advisors, helping add some color where I can. As my friend Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus says, every single Friday, one of my favorite things to do is offer what is left of my mind and my voice to a live weekly show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Speaking of show... I wanted to thank my friends, Trey, John, Mike, and Paige, my favorite band, Fish, for uh, bringing back live music with authority this past weekend to the state of New Jersey. I and 40,000 of my closest friends had the good fortune to hear Fish play some phenomenal tunes right next to the ocean on Atlantic City Beach. I also wanted to give a shout out to my friend Lori, who went to the shows this past weekend and easily had the most compliments on her shirt of anyone I know at the show. She's due with her second child in October, and her shirt said, bouncing around the womb on the belly. So absolutely love that. In my travels, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel that freedom of the weekend coming. However, all of us, myself included, were all so anxious to start the weekend that these crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked and forgotten in favor of fun weekend activities, like going to hear live music on the Atlantic City Beach, and our freedom from work. On Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. So a little bit of deeper meaning here, people, not just to play on words, though I don't mind the occasional play on words. The shades are on. We're ready to go here. It's party time. Today's show is Main Street Marketing Strategies. Websites are often the first point of contact between Main Street and its customers, making a robust online presence a pivotal component to business success these days. No matter where you look, there is evidence that forced closures, physical distancing, stay-at-home orders, they've made life more challenging for SMBs. There's also been an unprecedented surge in online shopping and the need for certain freight logistics to fulfill the many orders that are out there. Some businesses will not survive. Some changes in customer behavior will not revert to the way they were in the past. Surviving and eventually thriving in the post-COVID era means acknowledging and accepting that the impact of COVID on our communities and culture will affect traditional Main Street strategies for years to come. The last year of pandemic life has made customers more tech-savvy than ever, raising their digital expectations. Main Street websites must offer the positive user experience today's consumer expects. They must be the digital gateways and storefronts designed and managed with the same care as physical locations. Our special guest today believes that a web presence strategy that focuses on a sense of exploration and belonging will never cease to be relevant. And I agree. Have you guys ever heard that talk is cheap? Well, we're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight on the business landscape, take it, harness it, create more impact come Monday morning. It is far too often that I see small, medium-sized businesses focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, even if it's their website, the shiny new mousetrap, if you will. One consistent thing that I see out there is products change every single day in every facet of our lives, personal and business. It doesn't matter. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first and keeping a nice tangible process in the purview that's going to help you achieve your goals. If you do that, the right product will be there. I promise you people, everything begins and ends with the right people. You need to have them. 
So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have a great show for you here today. Our special guest, none other than Charlie Birch. She is a Main Street website strategist at Third Eye Web Strategies, which is a Main Street America allied member. So before starting Third Eye Web Strategies, Charlie spent nearly 10 years working remotely in the online business space. During this time, she gained valuable experience in branding, content creation, website design, project management, as well as coaching. She also brings extensive training in the arts, diversity and inclusion, cultural studies and positive psychology world, driven by the belief that entrepreneurship has the power and responsibility to leave a positive and lasting impact on the world. From 2016 to 21, she ran Charlie Birch Consulting, a website design studio on a mission to support local businesses. However, this business model only really allowed for seven to 10 projects a year. When COVID hit, Charlie knew she needed to increase her impact and begin, began to wonder, how can I help more people faster? Helping more communities faster, I love the sense of community, and in more affordable ways meant collaborating with not only business owners, but community leaders and other B2B service providers, business to business. So she closed the doors on Charlie Birch Consulting, a brand focused on what she, Charlie Birch, could do for small businesses, and opened Third Eye Web Strategies, a brand focused on what we, Main Street leaders and allies, meaning Charlie's organization can accomplish together. Charlie's quoted as saying, I intend Third Eye to be a first stop shop where Main Street leaders who want to convert more web traffic into foot traffic, they can access legit website strategy advice and services backed by research delivered in plain English and customized to meet their unique needs. When she's not geeking out on Main Street web strategies, Charlie enjoys spending time with her family. Interests include food, travel, live music. You know, you and I share something there. Nature, fashion, dance, group fitness, and snowboarding. Charlie is the best person I could think of to chat about this today. As always, we're going to discuss my favorite questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Around the corner from Atlantic City Beach, here to geek out with us on Main Street website strategies today, as well as help us geek translate some concepts to all of our SMB friends out there. Charlie! Welcome to Always Friday. Great to have you here, friend. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and what a wonderful introduction. I'm feeling a little bit emotional about how wonderful that introduction was. It's too early to get verklempt. We don't want people to talk amongst <laughs> themselves just yet. But share with us, please, your founder's journey, because that's very interesting travels. Tell us how you got here. Oh, okay. So my background is in dance performance and psychology. Um, I injured my back and couldn't perform anymore. So I went heavy into the psychology direction. I started to complete a master's in dance movement therapy. I decided I don't want a counseling license because they're state by state and I wanted the freedom to move around. So I got into the coaching uh, space. I hired a friend of mine to make a website for me. She turned out not to be such a great friend. She had some issues. We never got the website finished. So I had to roll up my sleeves and do it myself. And in the process of doing that, um, I gained a lot of skills. And while I was growing that business idea, um, I had a lot of side gigs working in the startup space, mostly online business. Um, when my family moved back to New Jersey to be close to my larger family, um, I realized that I didn't want to just exist in a 
white box of my home office on the other side of a computer. All my coworkers were virtual relationships. All my customers were virtual relationships. I didn't really like the direction that I saw the coaching industry going in terms of kind of selling really high end, like expensive courses, but not having a lot of connection with the coach and the coachee, you know, it was very anonymous and I didn't want to be an anonymous content generator. Um, And so I kind of took a step back and looked in my community of what does this community need that I could offer. And so I just started popping around to local networking events and saying, yeah, I do web design. Oh, I can do web design. Sure. You need help with branding. I can do that. And all of a sudden I had, you know, a handful of clients who loved what I was doing and were giving me feedback that I was actually offering a lot more than I was advertising. And that was about four years ago. And then you said the rest. And to me, it's about finding ways to ensure that local businesses and small businesses are viable, helping them find out what it is that actually makes them unique because a lot of people are preoccupied with competing with e-commerce. And for me, that's not the, that's not the, that's not where your focus should go because I think e-commerce and in-person can coexist. I don't think they need to be in competition with each other. Absolutely. And I want to participate and contribute to the longevity of communities that will make my son's life real. You know, I don't want, I don't want anybody, but especially my son, like I don't want him to grow up in a world where everybody is just an extension of their computer. I think it's really important that we remember that computers are an extension of us. Yes. Very important. And I personally don't want to live in a world where everyone's an extension of their computer, but I do want to live in a world where we use technology to actually connect instead of to hide. And I'm happy that we have access to such programs and capabilities these days, because that's how I met you. Yes. We might not have otherwise met that way. And I, I love your take on the, yes, people need to have a better presence online, but that doesn't mean trying to compete with Amazon and being the next e-commerce giant. There are much better stories to tell in there. So in the spirit of telling some quick stories, before we take a quick break, I'm just going to give a quick perspective on what we're talking about here today. And I love the content that you have on your website, thirdeyewebstrategies.com. There's some great stuff on there. I've, I've talked about this a bunch lately. Like-mindedness is good. And you have some great ideas on your site. You talk about your vision all across the country. Main streets are strengthening community bonds and trying to drive economic development. You have your mission spelled out, modernize the Main Street web presence while positioning you know, places as destinations and business as, businesses as attractions, which is a big thing nowadays. Solution, develop and implement the custom web presence strategies that convert the web traffic into foot traffic, but also the promise, the win-win-win relationships that we were kind of just talking about. Like where you can have both coexist. It doesn't need to be one or the other. The healthy balance, the win-win-win relationships are the bottom line. Happy clients with happy customers are a great metric of success. But another thing that you have on your site are your core values, not just your at-a-glance mission statement and all of that. And I truly believe that like-valued is better than like-minded. You talk about the values of abundance. I love the abundance mentality. When Main Street leadership is grounded in abundance, the energy shifts and amazing things happen. Yes. Community. (laughs) Main Street communities that embrace connection, partnership, teamwork, and collaboration thrive. Yes. 
Wisdom, making good decisions in service of Main Street means consistently seeking powerful insight and diverse perspectives. Many of my listeners have heard me jabber on and on about the difference between smart and being wise. And I like to have both, but a smart person has to think their way out of situations that a wise person doesn't walk into in the first place. Mm. And then finally, longevity, which is a big one. Long-term Main Street success requires the creation of accessible and adaptable spaces online and in person. So just like you said, the computer being an, a, an extension of us is a good thing. Us being an extension of our screens and computers, not such a good thing. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Charlie Birch, Main Street web strategist with Third Eye Web Strategies, a Main Street allied business. Stick around. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to Always Friday. It's it's Always Friday. It's me, it's Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting here with Charlie Birch, uh, Main Street web strategist with Third Eye Web Strategies, which is also a Main Street America affiliate business, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes here. We were just chatting a little bit about how I had met Charlie through the online networking community and how important it is for us to remember that computers and screens are an extension of us, not the other way around, which is something that is routinely forgotten these days, I believe. But most of my audience and my friends here know that I like to reference little published works, books, articles, if you will, in, uh, 
in the beginning of my show here. And I recently was introduced to somebody who reminded me of you. So I wanted to throw a quick reference in here. I was introduced to a lady named Kimberly Rice, and she wrote a book called Rainmaker Roadmap, a step-by-step guide to building a prosperous business. And it made me think of you when I, when I heard about Kimberly and her work. She provides a step-by-step guide on how to embrace the art and science, and you guys know how much I love combining art and science, of building a prosperous business. Though directed to the legal services space, I know uh, Kim's husband, Tim, is a a prominent estate and elder law attorney, Uh, the business development principles and techniques presented will serve all professional service firms remarkably well. In the book, Rainmaker Roadmap, uh, Kim successfully outlines a definitive path professionals must take to differentiate themselves from the competition. Differentiation is a big word for me this year. Systematically foster and leverage business relationships and stay the course by evoking the secret sauce. So, Charlie, let's get into a little bit of the third eye secret sauce. Give us the method behind the madness. What do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? Sure. Um, So the first thing I always look at when I'm working with a client on their web presence is the foundational component of their brand. Um, We see a lot of people in the small business space that they they either have historically been resistant to the idea of needing a website because they have a physical location or now post-COVID, they're a little bit more like, okay, I know I need a website, but they're very preoccupied with needing a website because e-commerce is the future. And so I like to just kind of wipe the slate and say, okay, talk to me about your brand. Let's put the website part on hold for a second and figure out, cause you can't have a website until you know what's gonna be on it and what its purpose is, what its aim is. And what I am consistently working with my clients and talking about in my teaching opportunities is that yes, you need a website but the purpose of your website is not to try to compete with the big box stores or Amazon or any of these other e-commerce giants. Like, let's be honest, a a mom and pop hardware store is never going to beat Home Depot on Google. It's just not gonna happen. You're not gonna beat them for traffic and you're not gonna beat them for sales. That's not the purpose. The purpose of a Main Street website is to remind people that in-person experiences are not only desirable, but vital and essential to individual well-being familial well-being and community well-being and longevity. And so I want to look with my clients at what is it about the, not what you sell, but how you sell it. Yes. The experience you build around your transactions that makes you worth walking to and showing up for because an e-commerce store is never going to be able to offer anything more than like some well thought out upsells and a swipe but an in-person business offers a sense of community it offers you a sense of feeling seen in the world it offers you sensory experiences it builds memories and every business that has a brick and mortar location has the opportunity to tap into the human nervous system and psyche in a much more robust way And that's what we want to figure out how to showcase on the website. So once we're clear on what that is, then we can figure out how we're going to communicate that and showcase that online. And then we can figure out how we're going to promote what we've created. But it's always important to start with what makes the business unique and to get people out of the mindset of, oh, well, my product or my this or that is, you know, got these 10 features that are no one cares, really. They care about how you make them feel. 
how you and your business make them feel and the experience that you can offer them that's going to mean way more than you know a, a functioning credit card processing machine. Spot on. And the audience has heard me say plenty of times, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I love it. It's not what they sell, but how they serve. The how they serve piece is the story piece that makes all of these folks different. I love what you said. If you line up 10 different folks that are in the same industry, plumbers, electricians, all of them are going to have a very, very similar product they bring to the table, but you get into their story, their, their founder's journey, if you will, you're going to get 10 different stories. So it's very important to really establish how you serve and how you identify with your audience. So I know that you're also really into the idea of a collective web presence. So the idea of how you can partner with the various programs, chambers, economic redevelopment types of organizations, which is which is funny because at the, at the Fish Show, there was a whole section for the Casino Redevelopment Authority <laughs> down there for people that were had the tickets and the bracelets for that piece, which I tried to sneak into, but that didn't work. But uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about making a collective web presence using some of these other programs that are out there. Sure. So... As I'm sure anybody who's, my, my husband and I, we like to travel road trip style. So oh, yeah. a lot of times we will just go pick a very obscure place and rent a car. Like we went to Croatia before Croatia blew up as a destination. We went to Romania for our honeymoon and we're very much like, I don't want to go to a resort, but what we do is we, we Google until our eyes melt all the different things on TripAdvisor or the local tourism bureau, or we know you get Google maps and we make an itinerary. Okay. This road has tolls. This road doesn't, we love Airbnb. And so when you talk about positioning your community as a destination, you need to have some kind of web presence that showcases the fullness of the community. Of course, most communities are going to have a core feature. Like I grew up in ocean city, New Jersey, Obviously our core feature is the beach, but there's a lot of beaches. So the secondary core feature is the boardwalk. The third level of that is the downtown. The fourth level of that is that it's a dry town. So it appeals to a certain demographic of people, right? Certain demographic of people, you know, it's very appealing to a, you know, a family that's in sobriety or a highly religious family, or just a family that wants a very kid friendly environment without all the riffraff. So when you talk about collective web presence, we're talking about the city website, the chamber website, maybe the Main Street program website if they have it. And we're also talking about the municipality itself and then the, the county level, the state level, as many levels as we can get, all kind of saying, okay, come to New Jersey, come to Cape May County. Oh, actually, now that you're going to come to Cape May County, Ocean City is the place for you. And it all has to work together. And it has to be, to our last point, experiential. So sometimes what I'll see is a Main Street uh, program website or a chamber website that has a business directory that's just a bunch, a list of hyperlinks. And that's like on the more experiential end of what I've seen. Whereas sometimes you get just a list of businesses that doesn't even link to their website. So what we want to do collectively is organize around the idea of making these directories experiential. They have audio component. They have visual component. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. you can't have smells on a computer, right? But we're getting making, there though. Making them as interactive as possible because experiences are interactive and people aren't going to, you know, copy and paste each name from a dry static list and go to the website and then 
you have, let's say you have two towns. I'm going to plan a trip with my family. You have two towns. One town has, you know, a full list of all the cool businesses. And the other one has, you know, a partial list where some of it's like information coming soon or like pictures aren't available or something, right? Well, this one, this one's more exciting to me. This is where I'm going to put my attention. But even still, if, if I go to this website that has the directory and it looks modern, managed, up to date, it's got information about COVID for, you know, right now. But if I go to those corresponding businesses, some of the websites aren't mobile friendly. Some of them don't have websites. It starts to chip away at my ability to get excited about visiting your town if I haven't already been there, right? Like make it easy. People will work hard to make money. They are not going to work hard to spend their money on your business or your community. Make it easy, make it compelling. And so that's why when it's not just about each individual business, but it's about, hey, here's a website that says all these businesses belong together. And this is a place you can come to have lots of experience for experiences for days at a time. And I think that having that collective presence is what's going to make Main Streets viable in the long run. Like they are not going to survive in e-commerce if they are only pulling money and business from local residents. You have, love- to, you have to draw people in from beyond your, your borders, and that includes investors. Speaking of beyond the borders, I love to travel as well, but uh, and I have some some ancestry from Romania, oh, but cool. uh, scenic, scenic Transylvania never struck me as the honeymoon spot. To, oh my to- God, it was so fun. Really? So I'm, I'm, fun. I mean, people I'm, looked at us so sideways, and it was definitely <laughs> not like what you would, but we went for three weeks, we rented a car, and we drove around the entire country and saw castles and, you know, painted churches and ate weird, not weird to be, but like (laughs) food that I had never had before and um, did some amazing people watching, like, holy woolly. That experiential, you could almost feel the goulash there. (laughs) So I I wanted to go back to the Main Street America thing before we take a break. We're going to take a break in just a second here. But, you know, I looked at the Main Street America affiliation program and I saw you know, the whole methodology they had mapped out of, you know, economic vitality, seeing what's economically viable for these areas for saving these places, design, you know, putting together the right plan, you know, organization, and then eventually promotion. So, you know, real quick, before we go into the next segment of things, you know, I see you as a perfect connect the dots for all of this, but give me your your two seconds on it. We'll go more into it in the next part of the show here. Sure. Well, like sort of piggybacking off of your piggyback on the abundance mentality. I think with the economic vitality component of the main street, like they've definitely taken a hit and like the economy has changed. I think it's really important to understand who consumers are right now and what they want. And so more than 50% of the American consumer base is millennial or younger. That's only going to continue to increase because like, I don't want to be morbid, but like, it just is. Mm -hmm. And there is tons of evidence that shows that millennials want convenience, but they also want to pay, they want to spend their money on experiences. So like, yeah, when they need things, they're going to buy them online. Like, I'm not going to tell you they aren't, but they want experiences. They want places to go. They want things to do. They just do. And Main Street is, is perfectly positioned to do that. And so how can we make Main Street economically viable? We make it experiential. And how can we 
tell people from far away, we do it with a website. So I think that knowing your audience is important when you're talking about, you know, economic vitality and website presence. Then of course the design, millennials are super savvy, technology savvy, and they have expectations. You know, there's tons of research that shows if you don't have a mobile friendly website, people in the impression is you don't care about your business. Why should I care about your business if you don't care about your business? If yep. you don't care about your website, are you going to care about your customer? Like good website design is good customer service. I agree. Hold that thought because that's going to bleed right into the madness part of the show, which we're going to talk about with Charlie Birch, Main Street website marketing strategist with Third Eye Web Marketing, uh, Main Street America Allied member. Stay with us. Uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy, but don't worry, I'm not alone. We're here chatting with Charlie Birch, Main Street website strategist with Third Eye Web Marketing Strategies, a Main Street America allied member. We're going to get a little bit into the madness in Charlie's life, and I'm sure there's plenty of it, but with as it relates to you know some of what we were just talking about, the audience out there 75 million millennials or so that are in the workforce, entering the workforce, they do take in information a little bit differently and they act and purchase and 
you know, engage in consumer behavior a little differently. But one thing that's interesting along with that is because of the pandemic, folks from other generations, my beloved forgotten Gen Xers that I'm a part of, as well as the baby boomer generation, they've been moving a little bit more in the direction of digesting information the same way that millennials do, just due to the way that we're kind of set up, being a virtual world with hev- heavily technology you know, reliant, et cetera. So Charlie and I were kicking around some ideas about this. You know, Before the pandemic, Charlie would get way more sideways looks than she does now as far as talking to SMBs about you need to build up your website, you need to have a better digital digital strategy to get to get some of that web traffic into foot traffic for your business. And these days, I, I think both of us have seen that SMBs know they need this and know they want this, but they still want to wave some type of magic wand to make it all happen and then be the most dominant business out there that can compete with Amazon. So I think we've heard Charlie say already that that's probably not going to happen, but let's get a little bit more into Charlie's observations from the field. Stories you've seen out there, no subject to taboo. Obviously, if we uh, don't want to compromise client confidentiality, we don't have to, but give us a little bit of the madness from your travels, my friend. Hmm. (laughs) I know, where to begin? It's a big one. Um, Well, you know, I think what I, what I'm really just harping on all the time to, to your point of like, it, it's, it's so important to help clients understand that their website is an extension of their business and not like some sidebar. Um, I did a, a website for a local business local to me recently. And at the beginning of our work together, as per what I said before, I start with the brand. Okay. Tell me about your business. What are your values? You know, what is your unique selling proposition? What are, you know, the feelings you want people to have? How do you, what's the language, the culture, the, you know, the isms and expressions that you find yourself saying, what are questions you're always answering? And then I say, from a design perspective, you know, what kind of aesthetic are you looking for? And some of this particular client had referenced uh, a Hacienda feel and then gave me a logo that was much more modern. Like if, if you don't know, a Hacienda is like a Mexican farmhouse. Um, and then there's like this very graphic, you know, modern, flat, minimal logo design, which are both fine, but like they don't necessarily go very much together. And so I said, he said, well, I want to go modern. I want to go modern. I want to go modern. And we created a beautiful brand around this modern look, you know, br- bright, bold colors, clean lines, simple fonts, graphic style, graphics, you know, kind of sketch board, like the chalkboard you see in like a cool hipster restaurant where it's like written on a chalkboard instead of like the old push pin kind of menu. Yep. And it was, I, I love it. It's a great, great website. Um, and then I met with him a couple of weeks later to talk about maybe doing some social media stuff, which, um, I don't usually go in places because I work with people all over, but I said, Oh, I'll come have some food and we'll sit down and I'll talk. And we started kind of talking about, uh, intern interior design remake for the venue. And he's talking about this Hacienda thing again. And I was like, well, I thought you decided to go in this other direction with this more modern least oh, well, I thought that was for the website. I mean, those of you who can't see me, I'm smacking myself in the face. Like the website, of course, you want the website to be technologically modern, right? 
And this is like to flip it on its head, I say to people, because the Main Street community does a lot with historic preservation. Yes, we want to preserve and, you know, renovate or whatever, rehab these beautiful old buildings, because those are part of what makes the experience of coming to your community great. But guess what? You don't want to historically preserve your bad website. Like historic (laughs) preservation does not extend to your web presence technology. Like you can have an old world feel to your visual branding, but please build it on modern technology, like please. And so it's finding that, that conversation with people about the website is an extension of your business. It should match your business, just like it should match your social media. Like when I go to your website or when I go to your social media, it should have the same visual impact as when I walk into your store or when I walk into your community. Yes. Because that is the whole purpose of it is to set an expectation. Uh, you know, it doesn't I... match. It doesn't work. Oh. It's uh, just what... like you wouldn't wear like a hockey jersey with like a, a pinstripe skirt. Like you just wouldn't like a pencil skirt. Or like I might maybe, just because I'm a big Ace Ventura. Yeah, maybe you would, but like you would maybe do it on purpose, right? <laughs> like there's a lot of sneakers with uh, suits now on ESPN, but like that makes sense. You know, you don't necessarily want to wear like snowboard boots to the beach, even though you like snowboarding and you like the beach. Like things have to be congruent. Congruence promotes trust. I and want it helps to manage expectations. I want everyone to really hear what you're saying because when I hear some of the experience that you just outlined, it sounds to me like the person in question was looking at everything as a product where the website is an extension of your business, of your SMB, but the SMB is an extension of the people who founded the business, yes, the owners of the business, the managers, the leaders, the employees themselves. And that's a big concept that continually seems to be missed by business leaders out there is it's, it's not about trying to BS the masses out there into thinking you're something that you're not. It's about representing everything as an extension of you and your story. That's why when you line up the 10 different plumbers, each one of them will have a different story. It's so important to, to digest it this way. And it just, it, it drives me crazy when people don't see it. And it must drive you even crazier. Uh, yeah. But you know, there's something to be said for that. It's like, as a, person who's dealing with messaging um like do I get frustrated when I'm having these conversations with clients and I feel like I'm having a smack myself in the face duh like but it's my job to figure out how to communicate clearly and guide the clients clearly so like in a moment like that instead of getting annoyed and frustrated with the client what I have to do is take a step back and think how can I serve this population better by making this that much more easy to process and understand and wrap your head around? And that's my job, right? It's the same thing as any small business owner. When there's a disconnect between the customer and the business, the responsibility for fixing that is on the business. And it's not a shame on you moment. It's a, oh, here's an opportunity for me to get even more clear on my purpose and my process so that my customer really has, and this is a thing that drives me crazy that I will harp on and will point the finger at. I am so annoyed by website people who don't educate their clients. Part of what I want to do with, with third eye is 
provide small business owners the information that they need to make good hiring decisions because they don't know. And as a website person, it's my job, not just to build a website, but to educate my client about the strategy on the front end and the management on the back end. Like I talk to people that say, where's your website? I don't know. I talked to a woman who said to me that her website was like the URL. I said, what's your website address? She gave me an email address. <laughs> like she doesn't even know, you know and that's not her fault. Like she's not the, I don't know how to do what she does, Right. But there's there. And there is a history of like website people being kind of product producers and we're not. We're project managers, we're educators, we're strategists. And I always train my customers and my clients on how to manage their website. If you want to hire me or someone in my network to manage your website for you ongoing, that's cool. But you should at least know how it works before you do that because you can't supervise something you don't understand. And I talked to this other lady. She, She hired someone to make her website. And then the lady she hired died from cancer. And she didn't have her login information for her website. She didn't know where it was hosted. She didn't know where the billing was happening through. And the credit card that was on file wasn't hers. She didn't even own it. And then it expired and she had to start all again. Like this is a huge asset of your business. It's like not knowing where to send your rent check (laughs) for your storefront or like not knowing who your landlord is or not knowing where the key to your safe is. You have to know this stuff. And too often people in my industry don't educate their customers and don't aren't transparent with their customers about these very important pieces of the puzzle. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I think it's a monstrous point that folks in your industry, it's again, it's not what you do, but how you serve and you serve as a product, a project manager, a just somebody who's acting as a strategist. When, whenever I hear people considering themselves to be producers, which, you know, producing a, a live weekly show is one thing, but producers, 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 that just stems from a mindset of product to me. And product is, in the way that I tend to do things, is the last thing you think about. The people and the process are what you work with first. The people who are leading the SMB, what their vision and their story is, but then the partner, like somebody like you, somebody who's genuinely interested in what the front end strategy is going to be, and then designing the back end to complement that front end strategy. I love it. I wish I could bottle you up and take you around with me the rest of the Well, you know, I mean, and that's it. Like, that's why I say on the website, we partner with small businesses and, and community leaders. You know, like there's some of the work that we're going to do and there's some of the work that they're going to have to do. It's a collaborative process, you know? So when I I talk to a business owner and they say, you know, I want this from a website, I just want this and I know exactly what I want. And I also, am not going to participate in any of the process of like, I can't make your website without you. Right. I don't know anything about you. Like you have to give approval at the very least of what goes out at the end of the day, you know, but it's a partnership. It's a collaborative partnership and that is so important. And I just, I can't harp on that enough that it, it is a collaborative process of you provide, because you know your community better than I ever can. Absolutely. You know your business better than I ever can. I know a lot of other things better than you ever can. And it's the marriage of those two things that make the, the end result. That's my child screeching in the background. He agrees. 
that's that's actually the cue for us to take a break, I'm told. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to tie things up here with Miss Charlie Birch at the, at the end of the show, t- talking about more partnering with SMBs and their leaders to bring home the right Main Street experience. Charlie Birch, Main Street website strategist, Third Eye Web Marketing Strategies, with also an affiliate of Main Street America. Stay with us, everybody. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back to always friday with me Stephen fry your smb guy don't forget if you guys love entrepreneurial related discussion smb related discussion stay with talkradio.myc for the next show jeremiah fox on the entrepreneurial web as he dives into the world of entrepreneurship but for the moment we're going to wrap things up with my good friend charlie birch here main street web marketing strategist third eye marketing strategies uh main street america affiliate what's the message we want everyone to come home with some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. You've given us some good food for thought, Charlie. Uh, I like when you said, take a step back instead of getting frustrated with some of this, because you work in something that could arguably be seen as one of the most frustrating spaces that's out there trying to get people to really see things for how it needs to be. But one thing that you had also said to me was sometimes the best thing that you could do for your business is take a freaking nap. 
<laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I swear by that before my son was born. Well, actually before, before my son was born, I used to have really bad back pain, which is what, you know, back to the beginning of the show, why I stopped pursuing a career as a dance performer and choreographer, because my back was screwed up. And one thing led to another, I basically figured out that I was living in a chronic freeze response. You know, when you get stressed out, you have fight, 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 flight, freeze. And there's also faint, um, they've discovered. So I'm a freezer. I freeze. And so my back was literally just frozen. So I, I unprogrammed that one. And now I'm a fighter, which sometimes is a great thing. And sometimes it's not. And everybody has their own stress response, right? But the idea of accomplishing anything meaningful when you're stressed out and you're either fighting, fleeing, fainting, you know, just don't like just take a nap. And for me, that's take a nap. But for some people, it might be take a walk. For some people, it might be, you know, go get some chocolate cake, you know, just whenever you feel like you're in a stuck place you're not going to get unstuck by staying and engaging in the stuck place. Yes. Right. And that's why we have a weekend in the middle of our work life every seven days. But I think, you know, for the, for the bigger picture of what I'm talking about and not just like self-care as a business owner, for me, it's about the, the key message is if you treat Amazon as a competitor, they are. If you recognize that Amazon sells stuff and you, the main street business owner, whether you're the yoga studio or the salon owner or the restaurant or the retail shop, there is a way retail shop and retail shops are the trickiest because some businesses don't have a clear path to full e-commerce, right? Like a yoga studio could do all online classes. But a restaurant, even if a restaurant is going to offer takeout and delivery, they are regionally bound. They are. There's certain, you know, no one wants to get their hair done over Zoom, like regularly. (laughs) There's there's certain businesses that are just not suited to be e-commerce and online first. And there's certain businesses that are. If you want to own a physical brick and mortar business, it's probably because you want to have a relationship with your community and your customer lean into that. Yep. There's selling stuff and there's providing an experience. And we've talked plenty here today about providing the experience. That's really what it's all about. When you said sometimes the best thing you could do for your business is take a nap. I personally loved it because you don't subscribe to the idea of there's plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. No, you're just dead. Maybe, but you're dead. And you're going to die sooner if you don't sleep. (laughs) Exactly. Your body needs sleep. When you sleep, your memories encode, learning gets processed, like literally doing nothing. Going to sleep can literally make you a smarter person. And I don't know, do you want, and did you know that driving while you're sleep deprived is just as dangerous, if not more dangerous than driving under the influence of alcohol. Yep. There's no yep. question about it. So like it. take a nap. You know, if you're a person that can't nap, I love, and this is a great thing on audible, there's these things called, um, sleep learning and they have them for like every topic abundance mentality. And they're like hip self hypnosis audios that you can listen to while you sleep. So if you're a person who doesn't have an easy time taking a nap, 
like just get a couple of these things off audible that are right in your sticky spot. You know, if you're got self-esteem stuff or you've got fear stuff where you've got, you know, lack of financial resources stuff, I bet you there's a sleep track for it and just go lay down, put your earbuds in, relax, maybe, you know, take some magnesium (laughs) and just lay there and help your mind reset and help your nervous system get out of survival mode because nothing except survival is going to come out of survival mode. And we don't start businesses to survive. We start businesses to thrive and better web presence can help you increase your foot traffic and your revenue. Even when you're sleeping, you don't need to wait till you're dead. I totally believe in that. Charlie, it's been an absolute blast having you on the show today. If you guys want to meet Charlie, you got to text SMB guy, SMB, no space, G-U-Y to 21,000. You'll get my digital business card as well, but I will put you in touch with Charlie. She has a couple of uh, giveaways for those who are listening today, a couple of things to go over with small, medium-sized businesses that she likes to deal with. But before we let Charlie go for the day, we're going to have a whole lot of fun here with the answers to my questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite? favorite musical instrument and who's the artist you'd like to hear play it we have a game of thrones fan here for sure winter is coming charlie's favorite tv show character is khaleesi daenerys targaryen the mother of dragons from game of thrones prominent point of view character one of the series most popular characters new york times cited her as one of the author's finest creations What's funny is the mother of all dragons, she comes to being, she, I'm not going to give away the plot for you guys, but you know, she ends up fostering these dragon eggs and starts cultivating these dragons. The dragons provide her with a tactical advantage as well as prestige. If you want to have the prestige of a successful business that possesses tactical advantages, given any sort of market conditions, turning web traffic into foot traffic, you can turn to the Khaleesi of web marketing. (laughs) None none other than Charlie Birch, obviously. Uh, I promised you that I was going to make a whole bunch of Daenerys Targaryen pictures because uh, Khaleesi, it was such an easy marriage for you to for this, your face onto her body. I told you I would keep my promises, but uh, I also keep the promise of I like to join my guests on the screen wherever I can. Uh, You also also had mentioned Arya Stark from Game of Thrones as well. Another point of view character from the novel and the only viewpoint character to have appeared in every published book of the series so nice nice fun fact for you there um favorite movie or tv show you had gone with empire records so uh rex manning day always yes Uh, so 24 hours in the lives of the young employees at empire records when they all grow up and become young adults thanks to each other and the manager they all face the store joining a chain store with strict rules similar to how smbs needed to grow up overnight during the pandemic and face all these challenges for bigger digital presence that converts into revenue somehow. Very similar type of discussion. Rex Manning Day, baby. You'd also mention fried green tomatoes, a housewife who's unhappy with her life, befriends an old lady in a nursing home and is enthralled by the tales she tells of people she used to know. This movie teaches that the secret of life is in the sauce. Well, part of that magic sauce is in the life of SMBs today is pumping up the digital presence. So you got to call Charlie for that. Favorite instrument, artist you'd like to hear play it. Your father, just like mine, plays the guitar, played the guitar. And you had mentioned The Roots. So awesome. Serve as the house band for The Tonight Show for many, for for years, as well as The Late Night Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, You'd also mention Bradley Noel, the late guitarist from the band Sublime. 
loved him as well. Great stuff. Again, thank you so much for being here, Charlie. Great pleasure. Uh, coming up next week, we are going to be talking with my buddy Jim Getz, Chief of Human Performance at Functionized Integrative Therapeutics, or FIT for short. We're going to be talking about making a better version of yourself. He's the partner of my buddy Mike Brandon, who is actually the second person I interviewed on the show. So episode two to episode 45, all, all the way, baby. In the meantime, thank you for joining us on Always Friday. We really hope that you guys gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week at 11 a.m. Eastern time on talkradio.myc right after Philanthropy and Focus with Tommy D. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Trust me. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.